Thursday evening. Welcome in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly. Happy for the next hour, taking you till 9 o'clock tonight as we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It is a good, good, good time to be a Brewers fan as they just keep winning over and over and over. Six straight series wins for this team that has the best record in the entire National League. And the only teams that have better records than them are both over in the American League with the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, a couple teams in the American League East. So all is good. In fact, they have more wins than the New York Yankees. The Brewers are sitting at 36 wins, the Yankees at 35 wins. But uh, the winning percentage, uh, the Yankees have a 673 winning percentage. The Brewers have a 632 winning percentage. So we will give the Yankees uh, the slight nod over the Brewers here at the moment. But hey, you never know what might happen. Uh, Got you, as I mentioned, till 9 o'clock. As always, welcome your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets. This is how you get connected with the program. You can call in, you can text into the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. Again, 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program, if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers wrapping up the month of May having not lost back-to-back games during the entire course of the month. It was also the best May in franchise history. They had more wins in the month, and they had a better winning percentage in the month than any previous May in franchise history. So no matter what number, what metric you want to use, the Brewers just put together the best month of May in franchise history. And they continue to just play fantastic baseball, and they've run their record up to uh, to thirty six and twenty one. They have a four and a half game lead over the Cubs. The Cubs are in action tonight as they're opening up a series against the New York Mets. We'll check that score for you here in just a second. Yeah, Cubs have a lead in that game uh, in the top of the seventh. But uh, nonetheless, they continue to play better than uh, than the Cubs at this point, play better than the Cardinals, just taking a series from the Cardinals. You know, a lot of people made the comment, there. there's always naysayers. And I, I look, I kind of get it. I understand that the Brewers fan base has been teased previously and there's been letdowns in the course of a season and I think there's I think a lot of Brewers fans kind of have their guard up when good things are happening kind of the the good things can't be happening to us sort of deal and that happens in the in the big picture I hear it all the time about what's going to happen in the second half of the season yada 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 but I also hear it in the short term when they had won five straight series. I heard it from people. Well, they're about to play the Cardinals, and you know how they are against the Cardinals, and you know how they are against the division. I guess we'll really see who this team is when St. Louis comes to town. And then they take two out of three from the Cardinals. And here's a little secret. Even if they would have lost two of three to the Cardinals, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It would have happened. They could have easily lost that game yesterday afternoon. Okay, so they they could have lost that. I I would not view this team any differently right at this second if they had lost yesterday as opposed to win. Now we want to have all these cool stats about not having the back to back losses and, and all that sort of stuff. Like I would have had to in, uh, you know introduce this show today in a very very different kind of way. 
But that's kind of the, the that would have been the impact of them maybe losing that game yesterday. They're fine. They're good. They're having a really nice season. I don't know what's going to happen in June. I don't know what's going to happen in July, August, September, October. Don't know what's going to happen. But right now, they're playing really good baseball. They're stretching themselves out. And I, I think we're starting to see a little bit of separation. Kind of the, Not that it's actually happening yet, but it seems like the National League, some of these teams that have been playing above expectations, see the Pittsburgh Pirates, see the Atlanta Braves, feels like they're starting to fall off just a little bit. And the last time I did this show, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, it all runs together, it's the baseball season, I don't know what day it is half the time, but the last time I remember talking about how you know the only teams that really did not look good in the National League that you felt like were not going to be competing for the postseason were the Marlins, the Reds, and the Padres, and maybe you could put the Mets into that conversation. Well, I think that list is possibly growing, and we'll get into that over the course of the program as well. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so, 414-799-1620. Again, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Here's my question for you tonight, and we'll see if anybody wants to, uh, wants to engage on this. How how do you feel in terms of the Brewers being able to keep up this pace? 632 winning percentage right now. 36-21, best record in the National League. Even the most optimistic of folks didn't have the Brewers doing this this year. They didn't. I think the probably the most optimistic of folks had the Brewers around 90 wins. And competing for a division title, depending on what went right, what didn't go right for the Cubs and Cardinals, and certainly being locked into one of those wild card spots. I think that was the mo- I think that was the the ceiling in terms of optimistic looks this year for for a large group of people. I'm not saying there's not an individual out there that just said, hey, you know what, the Brewers are going to win the World Series this year. Like there, There's somebody out there who thought that. But from a from kind of a, a groupthink standpoint, for lack of a better term, and I'm not a big fan of groupthink, but uh, from, a, from that standpoint, I think the, the ceiling of the expectations were 90 wins, being in contention for the division, certainly getting into a wild-card spot. Right now, if they continued to, uh, to play at the rate that they're playing... They would, they would blow past that. They absolutely would. And if they, if they don't, if they start to fall off, does that, does that mean? What does that mean? You know, that, I guess that's the, that's the question that I want to get into. Um, at right now, they are on pace for about 114, 115 wins. You know what? They're not going to win 115 games. It'd be great if they did. Like and if they do, I will eat my words over and over and over and over again. I got no problem with that. That will make just a. I'm having so much fun watching this team play every day and doing these shows and everything. I am having a blast. And if they won 115 games, man, I'd be excited to be wrong about that. But they're not a 115 win team. There isn't a 115 win team in the National League this year. There's just not. Uh, so. 
Where, where, what are, what, how should we, where should we be putting our expectations for this team? That's kind of the topic on the table. Would love to hear from you. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line available 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's Brewers Weekly. A Brewers off day today. They're back at it tomorrow. We'll have the game for you, of course. But we're back with more Brewers Weekly in just a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Have you till 9 o'clock talking all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball and talking about the expectations that we should have for this team the rest of the way. They have a 632 winning percentage right now. They're not going to have a 632 winning percentage, I don't think, at the end of the season. That doesn't mean they can't have a fantastic season. That doesn't mean they can't be one of the best teams in the National League. That doesn't mean they can't win the division. They are just playing at a at an amazing rate right now in terms of wins and losses. Let's go to Ted in Oconomowoc. Hey, Ted, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Um. Brewers are doing very well, better than expectations, but they can't seem to beat the Cubs, and they really haven't played anybody of a higher caliber than themselves yet. I'll hang up and hear for your answer. All right, Ted, I I appreciate the phone call. I I would put a spin on one thing you said, and I would disagree with the other. Let's start with the disagreement. I think they have played some really good teams. They took three out of four at Colorado. Colorado's leading the National League West. That's a tough place to play. There's other aspects of it. That was a really good win. They went on a road trip where they played three playoff teams from last year, and they won every series. I know the Diamondbacks were a little down. They're only a game over five hundred. They don't look like the team they were for the first month of the season, and I know the Twins don't look especially good this year. Uh, so, again, I, I'm, I'm putting what they did last year and applying it to this year's version of the team is a, is a version of spinning numbers. But I, I think they've all you can do is beat the teams that are in front of you, and you talk about not playing the teams of your level. Well, right now there are no teams of their level in the National League. I think the Washington Nationals probably look like, if, if, if we're going to go with the premise that the Brewers are the best team in the National League, then probably the second best team in the National League would be the Washington Nationals. And I have no clue who the third best team is. No, is it the Rockies? From a record standpoint, it's the Braves or the Phillies or the Rockies. They're about to play the Phillies. Phillies have been okay. They were doing really well until a recent series against the Dodgers. Uh, the, the other point you had, oh, goodness, what was the other point that he made? Thinking, thinking. Maybe it'll come back to me. Hadn't played anybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Cubs, Cubs. All right. Uh, look, I here's my take on the Cubs. A, I think the Brewers fan base is too obsessed with the record against the Cubs. They lead the Cubs by four and a half games in the division. I always say, what would you rather have? Win the division and lose every game against the Cubs or win the division? Wait, let me start that over. Win the division and lose every game against the Cubs. Lose the division, win every game against the Cubs. Uh-uh. I'll take the division with all the losses against the Cubs. That series in Chicago where they went 0-4 was weird. There was weather. There was just it was a different run-scoring environment, to use a Craig Council term. It was just weird. And, yes, they're 1-7 against, uh, against the Cubs. And one of the terms I like to use, if you listen to me very often, 
I quote Jay Z where I say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. It's one of my one of my sayings that I've picked up on. So yeah, they're one and seven. I'm not going to run away from the fact that they're one and seven. I think they're going to be much more competitive against the Cubs in the second half of the season. One and seven's a big hole to dig out of. I, they're probably not going to have a winning record against the Cubs this year because right now they're what six games below 500 against them. But I think it's going to be okay. Wally is in Clinton. Hey Wally, you're on WTMJ. You know, we, you were talking about, can we sustain this? Well, first of all, we aren't having anybody have career years right now. We're just playing good ball from top to bottom. I mean, we haven't had Brawny in the lineup. We lost Thames for a month. Aguiar stepped in. We haven't missed a beat. So uh, okay? when you say nobody's having a career year, I assume you're just talking position players because obviously some, some pitchers are having some career years. Right. Okay. But, that's what the, but those guys in the bullpen, that's what they're paid to do. Hitters are paid to hit. Pitchers are paid to pitch. Okay, but now you were just talking about the last caller. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. It if the Brewers, for all the naysayers that said the Brewers were nothing more than 500 ball club, I'll give you a 500 ball club the rest of the year, and we're at 89 wins. It's called making hay when the sun shines. Every game you win in April and May is one less you got to win in September and October. That's absolutely right. I, I agree with that, Wally. You know, and that's going to keep this team loose. Okay, we're 1-7 and seven against the Cubs. I remember when we went 1-7 and seven against the Cubs. The world was coming to an end. Where are we, where are they, and how well are we playing right now? They have not lost back-to-back games since that series in Chicago. Thank you. So, uh, to me... Uh, if 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 all the Brewer fans are going to put their season on, oh, we didn't do this against the Cardinals, we didn't do this against the Cubs. Well, folks, don't enjoy the season, but by God, I'm gonna. All right, Wally, appreciate the phone call. Thanks. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. One of the most amazing aspects of this season, also, is one of the reasons to be a little a little nervous about things. Not that it's going to turn into anything bad. I'm not trying to be a, you know, sky is falling kind of guy. I'm not. I'm a very optimistic guy, and I'm optimistic about what this team's going to do. But one area that they're playing with fire, and so far they've been able to put all the fires out, is close games. And and I'm going to get into that a little bit more in just a moment. If you want to join the program, you can do so on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. This is Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Good time to be a Brewers fan. Real good time to be a Brewers fan. They've got the best record in the National League at 36-21. and They just had the best month of May in franchise history, and they have not lost back-to-back games in a while since that series against Chicago where they got swept at Wrigley Field. If you want to join the program, you can do so. Have you till 9 o'clock. Talking Brewers baseball, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I stumbled upon uh, a piece today that was written on Vice Sports. And it was written by uh, an individual by the name of Rachel McDaniel. And there was one paragraph, and you can you can find her if you just, I'm sure if you just Google Rachel McDaniel Vice Sports, you can you can find this for, uh, for yourself. And I think I retweeted it earlier today at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, so this is, this is the crux of the whole thing. 
And I'm reading straight from her story. The Brewers have played in 21 run games this season. In these games, they have a 15 and 5 record. They have played in five extra inning games, out of which they have won four. They have made 16 comeback victories. In games where they have entered the seventh, eighth, or ninth with the lead, they have only lost once. And the largest lead that they've blown this season, one run. All right, so here's first off, that's all really good stuff. That's all really, really good stuff. 15 and 5 in one run games. Four and one in extra inning games, 16 comeback victories. Like, those are fantastic numbers, obviously. Here's where you could be a little bit concerned one run games, extra inning games, a lot of times they come down to luck. Who, who has that big swing that you hit a home run and you end the game? Uh, when you're talking about a, a sudden death format, as basically extra innings in baseball is, not, you know, you know what I mean, for especially for the home team batting second. Uh, there's there's a lot of luck involved. It's different when you're playing a game inning by inning by inning. It's very different than playing a nine inning game. So the fact that they are 15 and five in one run games, you don't see that. Most teams are around 500, and it seems kind of fluky. But here's where it's not fluky. Here's where I'm wrong by saying it's fluky. It's not fluky. And it's legitimate for one reason. And the one reason is the bullpen is insane. The bullpen is spectacular. We could spend the next 31 minutes of this program just coming up with adjectives to describe the bullpen. Or nicknames for the bullpen. We can talk about that later on. And it's, that's why those numbers are that. That's why I don't think it's fluky. Surface level, 15-5 and five in one-run games, looks fluky. 99% of the time, you show me a Major League Baseball team that's 15-5 and five in one-run games, I'll say, that's a darn lucky team. This team's not lucky. This team's really good in the bullpen. I mean, maybe there's some luck involved in that, but not much. They're 15-5 and five in one-run games because they have a bullpen that doesn't let up runs. Uh, they just don't. Back to the phones. Ron has given us a call. Hey, Ron, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, hi. I think one of the reasons Brewers fans get frustrated with the Cubs and the Cardinals isn't just because they're traditional rivals. They're teams that can play small ball. And when I was listening to that Cubs series, you know, the announcers kept saying and Craig Council kept saying, well, that should have been a home run, but it was so windy and everything. Like, all right, you know it's windy. Stop trying to hit home runs. Try to advance the runner. And we have runners in scoring position, you know, sometimes with no outs or one out, and we, we can't advance them, and the Cubs are doing things like bunting and hitting sacrifice flies and stuff, and that's why it gets frustrating. It's, and, so, and there's got to be some factor why we're getting shut out so much. Uh, people that are going to go well in the playoffs don't get shut out nine times in two months. So we, we're doing great. The pitching's great, but they have to you know, be able to play some situational baseball once in a while. The... Look, I've talked about this. Ron, if there's a runner on at second and it's a scoreless game and there's nobody out, do you want that guy to be bunted to third? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. And that is wrong statistically. And Ron, I'm not trying to get on you, but just listen to what I'm saying. Because the, the numbers very, very, very clearly state that when you're looking at a situation of runner on at second and nobody out, 
you have a better chance to score runs if you let the next three guys hit away. It's about an even chance on scoring the run. You've got about as... The, hold on, Ron. I'll, I'll let you talk. Your chances of getting the bunt down and then getting that run home from third are about the same as if you let three guys hit away. However, when you're looking at multiple run innings, then all of a sudden, when you bunt, you're basically playing for one run, so the percentage chance of you scoring multiple runs are very much decreased. So by bunting that runner to third, you're not improving your chances of scoring the run. It's virtually the same, uh, statistically, of letting three guys hit away versus bunting and trying to get a sacrifice fly, but you limit an opportunity to score multiple runs. Now, when you consider these statistics, is this the top of the order or the bottom of the order? It's just Brian's run has been hitting. He's not a number, you know, a true you know, power hitter anymore. So you want Ryan Braun to lay down a bunt? No, but I'm just saying a lot of times at the time, especially this time of the year with the Cubs, the top of our order was doing fine, and the bottom of the order wasn't. So we get guys on base. Then we have guys that are seven and eight hitters swinging for the fence. The seven and eight hitters should should be trying to get a single. I I don't see I don't see what you're seeing. I don't I don't think Jonathan VR swinging for the fences. I don't think Manny Pena swinging for the fences. I don't think Orlando Arcia swinging for the fences. Now have those guys struggled, especially an Arcia and a Pena. Pena's coming around, but I don't see those guys swinging for the fences. I see them striking out more often than you'd like to see them strike out. I do. I mean, we we had guys with very low. We have guys playing uh, below the Mendoza line, and now they're not on the team anymore. You know, I don't know what happened to. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, I think he's back now, but the second baseman, um, I forgot his name. Eric Sogard? Sogard, yeah. Yeah, he's back. So, uh, But, I mean, he's, look, he's the 25th man on the roster. He's not going to make a huge impact one way or another. All right. Well, I appreciate, Ron, appreciate the phone call. This is a fun conversation. Uh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy talking to people who disagree with me. Don't be afraid to call me if you disagree with me. I'll sit here and engage. I don't think the Brewers are are you know not playing small small ball enough. They're doing fine. David Stearns was on this morning. And you may have heard it. Uh, they replayed it during Greg's show prior to when we were on, and he talked about really being happy with the offense and looking at the nine shutouts as being a little fluky. That their overall offensive numbers are good. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that not nine shutouts is good. It's obviously not, and it's a but. It, but you put a big flashing light on it, like that's a big number. They have the most shutouts of any team in baseball, uh, and you you don't like the fact that this team seemingly has can can go into these nights where they just can't score runs. Um, but that being said, they don't have to score a lot of runs to win games. They really don't. They they get a few runs on the board. Uh, the way the pitching is going, uh, they have absolutely been able to been able to win games. So, uh, a lot of things to talk about with this team. Bottom line is they're continuing to win, and they're look they're winning against some pretty good pitchers as well. Uh, they've defeated a Zach Greinke. You know they've defeated a, a Corey Kluber. Like they've they've defeated some pretty good pitchers here recently, and. Uh, you know they, they they defeated a Patrick Corbin. I could we could go on and talk about all the different pitchers they've either either defeated or ended up winning the game that that pitcher started. They're not 
that's why when I was talking with Greg about this at the end of the show, about being worried about you know that Cleveland series where you're going to see Kluber and you're going to see Carrasco and the Philadelphia series where you're going to see uh, Arietta. Uh, not that I'm overly worried about uh, those pitchers because they have been pretty good against some top-line pitchers so far this year. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Have some text messages coming in. We'll get to those, and we'll continue to take your phone calls as well. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in. Happy for another 22 minutes talking all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y, on air. Got a text message. I'm a little concerned about Zach Davies considering his ERA. I'm assuming there's still something wrong with his rotator cuff. I tend to agree. I'll tell you what, after his most recent start, when that game ended, my thought process was they give him one more start, and if he struggles again in one more start, then maybe they have to make a decision on him. Maybe whatever the decision is, find an injury, get him on the disabled list, uh, get him back on a rehab assignment, get him back locked in. But I thought they were one tough start away from making a decision. I didn't think they were at a decision point after this past game, even though it was a struggle. Then I heard Craig Council and Zach Davies talk after the game, and they both said, you know what, there's still some pain there. And they didn't use it as an excuse, especially Zach Davies. Uh, So I, I appreciate that about him, that he did not use it as an excuse. But when you've got the manager and the player both sitting there saying, yeah, might not quite be right, That yells and screams to me that he may end up back on the disabled list. So, you know, the old the old gun to the head, uh, make a decision. I would I would lean towards. I think there's a pretty good chance that Zach Davies is going to end up on the disabled list. We'll probably find out tomorrow. There's already some rumblings out there that G-Man Choi is getting called up, and the only way that G-Man Choi is eligible to be on this roster starting tomorrow is if he's replacing a player who's getting placed on the disabled list. Generally, a guy has to go to the minor leagues and stay 10 days. That's how R.C. was able to come back. He was replacing an injured player in Tyler Saladino. So the only way to get G-Man Choi back is via injury. So, I look, I don't know anything. I've got no inside sources on this. But I just think that the tea leaves kind of point to Zach Davies maybe ending up on the disabled list tomorrow and G-Man Choi being activated We'll just have to wait and see. Clinton is in Hales Corners. Hey, Clinton, you're on WTMJ. How's it going, Matt? Good. All right, so my question for you is, so looking at pitching, I guess, in the overall, we have decent pitchers. Suter's obviously stepped up. Garrett's stepped up. But we still don't have, I guess, what you'd consider an ace player. Um, looking forward, at, you know, as we continue into the year, what are your thoughts? Are the Brewers going to attempt to try and find an ace? Um, especially with Nelson not being back yet. But when he comes back, you know, it could be a second half of the season kind of thing where you see him and he's pretty successful. Um, how do you think that's going to actually impact the team? You, you bet. I appreciate the phone call. I think they will make a move for a starting pitcher. So here's here's the rub on this, though. They want to bring in a starting pitcher, and they also need to bring in a starting pitcher who's better than what they have. You know, there's a lot of guys. That, I think all of a sudden when you look at the guys they passed on in the offseason – 
I'm not going to include Jake Arietta in this. I think Arietta is probably the the outsider. But you Darvish wouldn't be making this team any better right now. Lance Lynn wouldn't be making this team any better right now. Alex Cobb wouldn't be making this team any better right now. Andrew Kashner wouldn't be making this team any better right now. And quite honestly, Jake Arietta might be making this team just a little bit better. Like it's not a it's not a huge difference if Jake Arietta is on this team. So their challenge is to go find a starting pitcher who is obviously and clearly better than anything they have on the roster right now. If there's one thing we know about David Stearns, he's not going to make a trade just to make a trade sake. You know, that's not that's not in his uh, that's not what he does. Plus, you got other guys who are, you know, Brandon Woodruff's right there, Freddie Peralta's right there, Corbin Burns isn't that far behind. So even if some of the guys that you have don't work out, are are guys that you bring in from the outside even better than those guys? So, you know, Chris Archer is the name that makes the most sense. Chris Archer would clearly come in and be the top pitcher on this staff. Are they willing to give up what it takes to give up Archer? There was actually some stuff, some of the baseball pundits out there put together some potential trades for Chris Archer uh, on, on social media today. And the way they looked, I think if that was legit, it would have probably already been done. Chris Archer is the guy that makes the most sense. But if you can't get a Chris Archer type, I don't think it's worth going after. And uh, that is, that's where I'm at on that. they got to go find a guy who is clearly better than anybody who they have right now. And if they can't find that, I'd rather them just stay in pat. I would. And it might, it might not make the team better, but I, I don't think going and getting the type of pitcher that I just mentioned that they basically passed on in the offseason, those guys aren't going to make this team better. So uh, we'll see who ends up being available on the market as we get closer to the trade deadline. We're entering into a dead period. What happens is you get to the amateur entry draft, and you just don't see trades. And then once after the, the once the trade or the draft wraps up, boom! Just like that, things start to uh, pick up once again, and we'll see then. But I, I don't want to see them just go make a move just to make a move. I want to see them make an impactful move. And then the question presents itself: Are you getting value for what you're willing to give up? They're obviously willing to give things up. Look at what they gave up for Christian Yelich. That was a haul for the Marlins for Yelich. They're not afraid to get rid of prospects if it makes sense. 414-799-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get to uh, the phone calls that are uh, waiting. It's Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Having a fun show. Thanks so much for being tuned in. I love talking about this team. I love it. I I hope that comes across. I love talking about this team. They are so much fun to watch. They're so much fun to talk about. There's so many different storylines that we can talk about. And even if you think they need to bunt more often, as, as much as that gets to be a frustrating conversation, you know what? It's just a fun team to talk about. If you want to join the conversation, you can do so on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. John's in Kenosha. Hey, John, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Well, hey, good evening, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, with, with with this, you know, with this success we have, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, 19 and 8 at the end of May, and we haven't lost back-to-back games since the Cubs series. I mean, you're right. I agree with everything you say. I mean, like you said, it's a fun team to watch. It is, and I've always been, you know. I mean, I hope they keep 
I mean, here's my question. Do you think that the do you think that we can keep the the scoring uh, going going every time? You know that every time that we come up to bat, I think you know, our, pitch, a, our pitching is you know is coming together. Yeah, John, I, I appreciate the phone call, and I actually uh, I I think the offense is still. I think there's room to grow for the offense. There's still a lot of guys that can be putting together better seasons. Orlando Arcia should not be hitting 200. He's hitting 200 after his big hit yesterday. Ryan Braun's going to hit better than 239, I think, this season. I don't think that's going to be a full-time thing. Manny Pena is better than a 218 hitter. I think Domingo Santana is better than 261. Um, th- there's guys who are going to do more, and the more that that ballpark has an open roof and open panels, that ball is going to fly a little bit more. I do think that this team can do more offensively moving forward, and we've seen the offense become much more consistent really since the start of the last road trip when they went on that Colorado, Arizona, Minnesota road trip. That's where the offense really started to click a bit. You're still seeing an off night here and there, more off nights than you would like to see, but the offense is coming along, and I think it's going to continue to get better. Rick's in Oakfield. Hey, Rick, you're on WTMJ. Hey, thanks for taking my phone call. I got a couple points here. Um, I went to the game yesterday. They had the bases loaded three times for one run. Okay, that's one thing. Junior Derrick pushed straight, wins the sentence. Now, looking at the schedule coming up, this is why you need a pitcher. You got Chicago, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, St. Louis, middle of June. You got day off in, in June 26th. After that, you have 20 straight games to the All-Star break. If you don't get somebody, a starting pitcher that goes morning to end, your open must be spent just like year after year after year. And they, they, they're they in it to July, August 2014, and they're in it now 15 games over. When you're 15 games over, it's time to go for it. You're no longer rebuilt, rebuilding more. Yeah, nobody's talking. Was, Rick, who's, was, Rick, who's talking about the them being rebuilding? This. I want you to go probably or rent a, rent a pitcher. Either going to go with Carmen Burns, Adrian Hauser, and Peralta, and when I'm that, David's got to go. You can't have that guy coming up, pitch, pitch four innings. It's going to burn out your bullpen. So when uh, when Chase Anderson had a rough start to the season two years ago, should have they just released him right there and nope. not had the really good year and a no, half they've had with him? But he, but he found himself. Zach Davis doesn't know what to even how to find himself. So, so Zach Davies is in. not going to find himself? You're making that prediction right here, Rick, that Zach Davies is done and he's not going to yeah. find himself and has he's nothing not, to do with the pain in his okay. shoulder? Before he got hurt, he had two bad starts. After he came back, he had two bad starts. How much more, how much more are you going to put, put um, investment in him and going to blow it because of the one or two starting pitchers that you keep Hanging on to year after year after year instead of going after. I mean, I would want to see. Hey, Rick, deal Rick, 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 Rick. Zach Davies won 20 games last year. Or got close 17, to winning 20 games. 17. Okay, 17. 17. You know why? Because they start, they start average six, seven runs a game for him. Okay. That's why. So that's, you would. That's why. Do you trust David Stearns? Uh, yes, I trust I trust David Stearns to a certain point, but not. But now you start to realize you're in a go-for-it mode. So he be, he wasn't so going he for it when he traded for Christian Yelich? He wasn't going for it when he signed Lorenzo Cain? But he still has the other end. Of the, he still needs the back end of the starting pitching, pitching staff to improve now. Rick, I, 
You have to bring up Corbin Burns or Adrian Hauser and bring them up if you're not going to make a trade. Okay, so what is it about Corbin Burns that you think is really going to play at the big league level? Rick, you obviously know so much about Corbin Burns, so break him down for me right now. Give me a full scouting report, what pitches he throws, everything about him. I do not have that scouting report. You know, I am not. So, so Rick, I, I answer, I I, Rick, answer this for me. Okay, Rick, I'm going to hang up on you if you don't let me talk. Okay, go ahead. Rick, you don't know a thing about Corbin Burns except his name and maybe his record. So why do you know more than David Stearns and the rest of the Brewers' baseball operations that Corbin Burns should be called up right now when they obviously know everything about him? They've got a track record of making really good decisions. They've got this team with the best record in the National League. You just admitted to me that you don't know a darn thing about Corbin Burns outside of his name and his record. Why should they call him up based off your knowledge? Because they won't trade for another pitcher. Rick, Rick, you're not listening to me. What do you know about Corbin Burns that the organization that continues to make great decisions doesn't know? Exactly. 414-799-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Corbin Burns is going to be a really good pitcher in the big leagues. Uh, he's right now at AAA's 1-3, 4.96 ERA. Uh, he has struggled recently. He has given up four runs or more in three of his last four starts. He's given up three runs or more in all of those starts. Admittedly, a lot of it is away from uh, Colorado Springs. So, But he's going to be fine. But they'll call him up when it makes sense to call him up. They're, v- they're very good at knowing the time of calling guys up. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly, man. This has been a fun show. This has been one of my favorite Brewers Weeklies that we have done. Got about a minute left in the program. Let's grab one more phone call before we call tonight. Jim's in Mequon. Jim, I only got a moment for you, but you're on WTMJ. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. I love listening to all these people that call in with all of these uh, bad, bad uh, scenarios. I think we need to realize we probably have one of the top three, if not the top two, general managers in baseball. And we have a manager, a field manager in council, who is like a uh, conductor of a symphony when it comes to bringing in the bullpen and working the bullpen and managing how pitching goes. In today's world, bullpen pitching accounts for 60% of the success, and starting pitcher pitching probably 40%. So everyone should sit back and just realize the value that we have in the way these two guys, Stearns and Council, are running this team. And, Jim, i got to cut you off right there. I'm up against the news, but I appreciate the phone call at 414-799-1620. I agree with you. There's a lot of bullpen stuff I wanted to get in tonight that I just ran out of time for, and some of the numbers and these high-leverage innings and what these bullpen pitchers are doing for the team is absolutely incredible, and it has everything to do with their performances plus the way Craig Council uses them and the way David puts this roster together. We'll talk to you tomorrow after the game here on WTMJ.